Oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. It tells me of a Savior's love who died me free. It tells me of precious blood, the sinner's perfect plea. Oh, 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 he is so wonderful. Oh, 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 oh. he is so wonderful. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. Well, it tells of one whose love being hard can feel my who oh, 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 who in each sorrow bears a part that none can bear below. Oh, oh, oh how I do you love him, church? Oh, 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 no, how I love Jesus. Oh, Oh, how I because he first loved me. Give God some praise if you love him. If you love him, give him some praise. Amen. God is good. And all the time. Our God is indeed better than good. Everybody feeling all right? That's good, that's good. Page 97, he's my king, and oh, I dearly love him. How many of us love him? All day long, it says, of Jesus, I am singing. Page 97, he's my king. <coughs> All day long, of Jesus, I am singing. He's my song of ever be all the well he keeps my heart bells ringing for his love is everything to and we're singing well and oh I dearly he well is above him all day. Well, in raptured praise I sing. He, he's my king. Strength of well around my my flowing from.
Well, that is where my faith in him I'm showing that he is an endless song I'm and we're singing he well and no I dearly love him he well no above him all day well in raptured praise I sing he Savior, he's my king, and he's where I'm going home to glory with the saving grace we're going where to sing and tell it story and the seed sunshine up. Come on, church. And we're singing well and oh, I dearly love him. He well, no all Day, well, in raptured praise, I sing. He, Savior, He's my King. Amen. He's our Savior. He's our King. And how many of us want to see Him? Oh, I want to see Him. Page 190. Oh, I want to see him. After this, we'll have our scripture reading and prayer. 190. 190. As I journey through this land, singing as I go, I'm pointing souls to Calvary. To the crimson flow, many arrows pierce my soul from without, within, but yes, he leads, well, I must win, we're singing now, oh, him look upon his face were there to sing there ever of his and you know we're on the streets of glory let me lift up my voice we're singing all care. I want to go home. Well, let the two rejoice. Well, when and serve is for my Lord. Dark man. 
may be the night, but I'll cling more close to him. I know he me like snares may vex my soul and turn my thoughts aside. But yes, he goes and he leads whatever well we're singing now. Oh, I want to see. Look upon his face. We're there to sing. Sing forever. Ever wrong, saving grace, and you know we're on the streets of glory. Let me lift up my voice, we're singing all care. I wanna go home. Well, let well, we're singing now, oh, I want to see him look upon his face. We're there to sing, there, sing forever, oh. And you know we're on streets of glory. Let me lift up my voice. We're singing no care. I want to go home. Well, let to rejoice. Today's scripture comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. That Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And it reads, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your forbearance be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes of all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. I just read Philippians 4, 4 through 7. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Let us all bow our heads. Pray with me, please. Merciful God, our Heavenly Father, it is again we humbly bow before your throne of grace with thanksgiving in our hearts. Father, we thank you for life and everything that pertains to godliness. Help us to be mindful, Father, that we are blessed because you are forgiving God and understanding God. 
And you've done so much for us that you keep on blessing us. Father, we continue to pray, Lord, for every household that's represented here today. We pray for peace, love, joy, and understanding. We pray that all their needs could be met. Father, we pray, Lord, for all those that are visiting us here today who are not members of the body of Christ. We pray that they have come with open and receptive hearts. And we pray, Father, that at the end of Brother Jones' message, the question, what must I do to be saved, will be answered. Father, we pray, continue to pray, Lord, for Brother Jones and his family. We pray that you will continue to keep them in the palm of your hand. Father, we continue to pray, Father, for Brother Jones and help him to remember the things that he studied and prepared so he may present it in a way that will touch the hearts of everyone at the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I really love the Lord. Well, I really love the Lord. And yes, you don't know what he's done for me. He gave me to read, and that's why I love, yes, I love him. I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. Well, I really love the Lord. And yes, you don't know what he's done. For me, Jesus, he gave me the victory, and that's why I, do you love him, church? Yes, I love him. I really love the Lord. And yes, you don't know what he's done for me. Jesus, he gave the victory. And that's why I love, yes, I love him. I really love the Lord. Amen. How many of us love the Lord? Give him some praise if you love him. The song says, you don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. All of us are here because he gave us the victory, amen? No matter what we're going through, we already know the outcome. 
if God is on our side. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're so blessed, as Adam said, to have Brother Cook in our midst today, and we're definitely going to get him to bless us this morning. So, Brother Cook, if you want to come up and uh, you can do, uh, do one to warm up, and then we can stand on up for the minister. Is that all right? All right, Brother Cook. Definitely good to see you coming down from Atlanta. Brother Cook at this time. morning, everybody. It is really good to be here this morning. Yes, yes, good to be here, good to be here. We bring you greeting from the Stonecrest Church of Christ. Our Dr. Richard Barclay is our minister in the metro Atlanta area. There's a song that, uh, and, uh, uh, that uh, I have selected here. You know, this is the festive time of year, right? We, uh, we listen to our, our Christmas carols. And uh, I mean, like, uh, hello there, Merry Christmas, how you been? <laughs> we like that, right? We know about it, right? Turn in your book to hymn number 664. Now, that is not the song. 664. I know you like that. I know you like that. And you play that at the house too, right? All right. But we don't sing uh, Joy, uh, O Come All Ye Faithful in our worship service. That's a good song. Uh, we, we're here. We're the faithful. We have come. Song says, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come to my house, you'll be in Bethlehem. I live in Bethlehem, Georgia. <laughs> you can drive there. You got the song? Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come. Ye to Bethlehem, sing it now. Come and be whole, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us Adore him, oh come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord, sing choir of angels, sing in exaltation, oh sing. All ye of heaven above. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory in the heart. Oh, come, let us up. 
adore. Oh, come, let us adore. Oh, come, let us adore. The Lord, yes, Lord, we breathe thee, born as Oh, Jesus, the glory, yeah, of the Father, now in fresh appear. Oh, come, let us adore. Come and adore him. Oh, come, let us come, let us adore him. The Lord. Amen. Amen. Come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. And in your in your Bibles are second song? One more song. And the psalmist wrote in the twenty-seventh Psalm, said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? It's in your Bible, Psalms 1, 5, and 14. We'll sing this psalm this morning. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light, O Lord, and my salvation. The Lord is my light. He's my light. And my salvation. And who shall I fear? Say that again. Say that again. The Lord is my light. And my salvation, the Lord is my life, O Lord, and my salvation, the Lord is my life, and my salvation, and who Shall I fear? The 14th verse says, wait on him, wait on him. Just wait on the Lord and be of sin. Just wait on the Lord, oh Lord, and be of good courage. Just wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he 
will strengthen thine heart. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Lord, who shall I fear? Lord, who shall I question because of who he is we wonder who honestly is deserving of our fear if you've ever been afraid before say amen, amen. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty for those who didn't say anything uh, re repeat after me, I've sinned, I repent of my sin. Yeah, we've all been afraid. You know, it's something tough about life. No matter how strong you are, you'll get to a place where things just become discouraging. We're almost at the close of this year called 2008. 18. That's a love deposit right there. But I will be honest with you and tell you that uh, there have definitely been moments in this year where I've been afraid, where I didn't know, where I was weary, I was concerned. Uh, my back was against the wall. Have you ever had your back against the wall? Um, uh, and, 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 and you know, uh, it said when your back is against the wall and you don't know who to call. <laughs> How many of y'all know you can call on the Lord? And one thing I love, one thing I love about God is that God, you know, he, he's in my corner. He's my friend. And, and he never, he never uh, 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 allows me to feel like I'm alone. Just good to be loved by the Lord. If y'all get that, say amen. 
Uh, do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. No, 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 no. Now, this is Sunday morning. Y'all acting like it's Monday evening or something like that in here right now. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor. The year was long, but my God is better than good. Tap the person in front of you and say, hey, you. Hey, you. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Give God a love deposit in this place. Give God a love deposit in this place. Good morning, Pembroke Park. Yeah, if you're glad to be here, say amen. I'm glad to be here, y'all. I consider the alternative. I could be dead, sleeping in my grave. My children could be fatherless. My wife could be a widow. You all could be looking for a preacher. Some of y'all look like, yeah, you better cut that out. You better cut it out. Uh, but, but, that, but, but God blessed me. But I'm so glad he didn't just bless me. I'm glad he blessed you all. Uh, because I'm glad they were all here together. If y'all get that, say amen. I want to take a moment uh, and express uh, my deepest appreciation uh, to all of my brothers and sisters for just not just coming to church, uh, but being the church. And, and, and when I say that, I mean uh, you all didn't just have it in your mind that, you know what, I'm, I want to uh, be a child of God this year, but you wanted to serve the Lord this year. And for that, I tell y'all, I'm just so deeply appreciative of you. For those who may not know, uh, you may be asking, who in the world is that little old boy up there hollering at me? Uh, my name is Minister Kevin D. Jones, Sr. I am so thankful to God on high that he blessed me to be at this awesome congregation right here. Uh, and we're so blessed to have our guest. Pembroke Park, if you agree, say amen. amen. Let's give all of our visitors a love deposit. Let's give them a love deposit, love deposit. Uh, not only that, but for all of you all who are watching online, we're so glad that you are tuned in with us, be it uh, however you're engaged to us. Please know if you're ever in South Florida, do us a favor, stop in and worship with us. If y'all get that, say amen. amen. I, I want to uh, take, take a moment uh, just to express my appreciation uh, uh, to all of my uh, brothers who have served uh, this morning, uh, who've done such an awesome job. It is so good to have uh, Brother Cook in our midst. It's so good to have him in our midst. Y'all, let's give Brother Cook a love deposit. And not only that, but all, all of those who served uh, on this morning, uh, all of our, our prayer leader, scripture leader, praise leader, all of our, uh, our security, ushers, greeters, Bible school teachers on this morning, we just want to thank all of you all. If y'all get that, say Amen. Um, uh, what a, what a week, what a week, what a week, what a week. Uh, I'll get into that in a moment, but I, I want to, uh, take a moment, uh, just to thank you all for praying for me. Uh, many of you all know I was up here preaching last week and I was up here talking junk last week. <laughs> See, God don't like ugly. God don't like ugly. 
God, God don't like ugly. I was up here, Brother Pompey, I was talking about how, how I left Clarissa and him at the house. I said, ah, see, I, I, I ducked out. I didn't, I didn't get sick or nothing like that. And then, uh, uh, then I got done preaching. And when I sat down, y'all, my pores, I, I, I could start to feel it. I was like, man, something ain't right. Uh, so, I, <laughs> so I told y'all, I said, listen, I, I'm not going to go to the door. I'm going to give y'all some air hugs. Went to the office. Uh, sat down, and I tell you, I could just start to feel myself going down. If you, if you, know, when, if you know your body when you're getting sick, say amen. Um, I, I'm so appreciative for Adam. I, I want to give him a love deposit. Let's give him a love deposit anyway. Uh, man, I, I, I have so many brothers here that I appreciate. I lean on in, 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 a, in a huge way. Uh, so, so thankful for him for just helping me out on that evening. Um, I would have been better earlier. Uh, I almost want to tell y'all, but I don't want to tell y'all because I know some of y'all be trying to, you know, y'all be my, my mamas and grandmamas in here, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, Monday morning, I woke up and I thought, Brother, Brother Weeds, I thought I was feeling good. I said, oh, look at me feeling all good, you know. Uh, so I got up and I cut the yard and I weeded the yard and I cleaned out the driveway and I uh, rearranged the garage and I washed the car and I waxed the car and that was the dumbest thing in the world. I don't know why. <laughs> in the world I did all of that because I came inside and Clarissa came home and I said, you know, I, I, I ain't feeling good again. And she was like, what'd you do today? And y'all know how that goes. So I ain't got to tell you all that. Um, but that turned into what I believe could have been a day. Uh, I was down for uh, uh, almost a week. Uh, but I'm so appreciative for everybody who, who's been laboring so far. Uh, so thankful for Sister Monique Hutchinson. Sister Hutchinson, stand. Y'all, please give my sister a love deposit. <laughs> Uh, she has been laboring uh, 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 in, in my uh, illness and absence. She's, she just took over uh, the um, uh, Christmas basket giveaway. Uh, families in our local neighborhood, uh, today they, they won't have to feel like because money ain't right, they can't have a good Christmas dinner uh, because you all have worked together. Uh, and I don't even know the number, but there's a whole bunch of uh, Christmas baskets and stuffing and cranberry sauce and all that good stuff in there that'll be given out today. So let's give my sister and everyone who labored with her a love deposit. So, so appreciative of her. Uh, had a really good time uh, uh, Friday night, Friday night. Uh, Adam and Vicky, again, I, I mean, there's just so many love deposits, but they're with the kids in Children's Church. Uh, but had a really good time at their house for the ugly sweater party, ugly sweater party. And uh, boy, there we go. Yes, indeed. Just a, just a couple of these uh, 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 candid shots. Man, check my brother. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Pat, what is going on, brother? What you, what you doing? Uh, the, the young adults from the Hollandale Beach Church of Christ, they joined us there. Yeah, yeah, y'all see that? Y'all respect that sweater right there. Y'all respect that sweater. Uh-huh. Uh, but we had an awesome, awesome time. Just so thankful for them for hosting it. And I know that the goal is to have more young adult get-togethers. Uh, because how many of y'all know it's not just enough for us to worship together, uh, but we ought to fellowship together. Yeah, you know, if you call me brother, don't call me brother just because that's a formality. Call me brother because you want me to be your brother. Uh, and I'll call you sister because I want you to be my sister. And if we're brothers and sisters, we ought to act like it. If y'all get that, say amen. Whole lot of special guests uh, 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 here on today. One is a beautiful surprise. I don't even know how to put that into words appropriately. Uh, but my mama is here. Amen, 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 amen. Y'all know her. Amen. 
I, 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 y'all, y'all know I, I don't tell y'all I don't like the term in-law. It just seems so federal. I don't like that stuff. Uh, but my sister is here, Kim, and her husband Derek is here. Amen. And 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 I and I knew uh, y'all met Nip last time. Nip is back with us. Amen. She's so glad to be here. But Nip's mama is in the building. Tammy is in the building. And Tammy crept up on us because Tammy was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I ain't coming down there." And then I look over there. I said, "Man, look what the Lord done did up in here, up in here." Yeah, Tammy. Is in the building, uh, and God is good. Y'all give my family a love deposit, please. Thank y'all so much. And I see, I see a whole whole lot of family. I I, I had a, a a special note told to me. Uh, Sister Sydney McCarroll's family is in town, and my wife told me that her grandmama came down to say, "Yeah, I just want to see what y'all about in here." Uh-huh. <laughs> y'all got my. That's right. I ain't mad at you, grandmama. I ain't mad at you. She said, y'all got my grandbaby. I want to make sure everything all right in here. That's right. That's right, grandmama. And we're going to do our best to take care of you. Amen. We're so glad to have you here uh, with us, grandma. Uh, uh, man, what a week, y'all. Uh, um, y'all, y'all don't know. Yesterday, uh, I, I turned a year old yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but not only did I turn a year old, uh, something else happened yesterday. Five years ago on my birthday uh, was a Sunday was the very first day I became the minister of the Pembroke Park Church of Christ. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And Kim, Kim, you was here. Kim, were you here at that time? Kim, Kim, were you here that day? Yeah, yes, indeed. I know Ma was here. Uh, y'all remember it was green carpet off in here at that time. Y'all remember the green carpet? Yeah. Uh, uh, we done moved on up like the Jeffersons, what the Lord done done. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, so thankful for how God has brought us. I am uh, blessed to be 38 years old. 38 years old. So thankful to God. Um, um, because me, me, me and my wife, we, uh, we just love doing stuff that's real, real, real awesome. Uh, the very next day, which is today, uh, 16 years ago, I married the awesome Clarissa Cherie Jones. And uh, uh, for 16 good years, amen, 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 the Lord has been blessing us. If y'all get that, say amen. Um, but uh, while we could, we could just be here all day just talking about all good things, uh, if y'all ready to get started, say amen. amen. If you got your copy of God's holy and divine word, hold it up in the air and wave it like you just don't care. Amen, amen. Say this with me. This is the word of God. Now say, this is the word of God. I believe it, I I receive it, I I will obey it. it. Stand on your feet with me, if you will. I'm doing something a little different. This time every year, I've always come and I've told the nativity story. I I, I told the story of how uh, the Lord's presence brought peace on earth and goodwill toward men. But this year, if you don't mind... um, I want to talk about what peace is really all about. You see, um, if you need peace in your life, say amen. Amen. I don't know about you all, but I I know every day of my life I need peace. I need peace. I need peace. Um, But I want to talk to you about what peace in the Lord is. When you understand peace in the Lord, Christians, if you're with me, say amen. Amen. When you understand peace in the Lord, you'll get to a place where you understand that as a child of God, it just doesn't make any sense for me to continuously be stressed in this life. 
I've got to understand what this thing called peace really is. Uh, I'd like, if y'all don't mind, to unpack that on this morning. If y'all with me, say amen. amen. Uh, meet me, if you will, in the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. We're looking together at verses 4 through 7 uh, in the New King James Version. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties with the communication between myself and the visual room, but LBJ, he's got me uh, uh, together. Uh, but if we were to miss a beat, y'all just follow along in your Bible. If y'all get that, say amen. amen. Philippians chapter 4. Looking together at verses 4 through 7. All's have it, say amen. amen. If not, say wait. Since there are none, listen very carefully. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. If you see that, say amen. amen. Reading from the New King James Version, it says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Someone say everything. everything. But in everything, in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The Bible goes on further to say in verse number seven, and the peace of God, the peace, listen church, listen church, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Y'all sit on down. I was ready to start 10 minutes ago. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Bow your heads with me for a moment of prayer. I'd love to talk to God before I preach to y'all. Oh, most righteous and awesome heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you at this time with our heads humbly bowed. Lord, we just want to say thank you. Uh, we thank you, Lord, because you've been better than good to us, Lord. There is no way on earth we could have made it as far as we have this day without your presence and your power. Lord, we praise your name for being so good, for loving us the way that you do. Lord, I'm coming to you at this time asking that if it is your will, that you would please help every person within the sound of my voice. Lord, we don't have all day, but for this portion of time that we have, Lord, we know there's power in your word. Give us comfort, Lord, to know that even if we are debating whether or not there's power in your word, remind us that even the devil knows there's power in your word. In your weakest physical state, after 40 days of fasting, the devil in all his attacks was defeated because you continuously said, it is written. Dear Lord, knowing that, dear Lord, give every person in, in this place the mind set the discipline to give themselves wholeheartedly to your word with the understanding that if we surrender to your word, dear Lord, if we allow your truth to transform us, dear Lord, we can't do anything but become better people. Lord, I ask of you, I beg of you, I plead of you, as you have done so many times in the five years you've blessed me to stand in this place right here. I ask you, please, to help me to speak your word to your people your way, adding nothing to your word, taking nothing away from your word. And at the conclusion of this message, as we bring to awareness your phenomenal peace, 
if anyone has a greater understanding of peace, if they can walk in the power of peace, if they understand truly why you're called the prince of peace, help us to know that none of the praise belongs to the preacher. All the praise belongs to no one but you. Lord, we thank you. We praise your name. We love you. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. And amen again. You don't even have to think hard about it. It's right in your face. You can turn on the television. You can look at your local news. It's there. You'll learn really quick that we live in a society... And it's seemingly anti-peace. I'm not even talking about just physical warfare. I mean, I'm just talking about peace. Like, you remember, my mama used to say, I just want some peace. And really what she was saying is, I want everybody to be quiet and be still and don't bother me. I just want some peace. I believe that that the society we live in is growing more and more into the reality of seemingly being anti-peace. I'm talking about there is everywhere you turn, there is something going on that just disturbs your peace. Seems like the youth and all the trouble that they're going through, you can't even be young and have peace. I'm so glad to tell you all that I've come to the realization that I don't depend upon the world to give me peace. And I'm glad because I'm telling you, if you're waiting on the world to give you peace, you're going to be waiting for a long time. No, I, I, found, I found that there is a greater source of peace. This source of peace is so profound, my brothers and my sisters. It's so profound because this presence of powerful peace can be a true peace, sincere peace, real world peace, even when everything around you is unpeaceful. I want you all to know that when we made our minds up to give our lives to God, it wasn't just to go to heaven. Bible says I've come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. If you were to just consider that, God says I've come that you have life. Eternal life is the abundance of life as we know it. That is, when you talk about heaven, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, you could say, you could say, I love the weather in, uh, 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 I love the weather in the South, uh, but there's nothing like the weather in South Florida. Or I love the people uh, uh, in, 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 in the new city I moved to, but there's nothing like the people at home. I want you to know that when you talk about eternal life, there is nothing higher than that. God says, I've come that you might have life. Someone say life. He says, I've come that you might have life. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting. But then he turns around and says, I've come that you might have life. We know that, Lord. And then he says, and, someone say, and, have it more abundantly. That is, there must be a different form of life that you're talking about. Can't be eternal life because that life doesn't get any better. I'm telling you right now, I don't care where you live, what you drive, what, what, you, what you got going on for, 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 for this time and this season. There's nothing that's going to be better than walking around heaven all day. But he then says, I've come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. That would suggest that God says my presence in your life will help you to have this thing called life and to enjoy this thing called life in a better way. How do you do that, Lord? Are you going to take all the turmoil out of the world, Lord? Are you going to take all the sickness out of the world, Lord? Maybe you'll take all the disease out of the world, all the racism out of the world, all the classism and sexism, all the poverty out of the world, all the violence and the drugs, the gangs out of the world, all the murderers and rapists out of the world. God says, no, Kevin, I'm going to leave all that right there. Well, Lord, how, when all that's here, will I ever be able to enjoy this life in a greater way? God says, Kevin, I'm going to teach you how to have peace. If I could talk to you all this morning on a subject, I'd talk to you all on praying for a piece of peace. Uh, praying for a piece of peace. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want a piece of peace. I believe even Albert Einstein and all of his intelligence and his understanding of various scientific equations, even he would have to observe in awe the influential and powerful words of the Apostle Paul concerning Paul's appreciation of the ununderstandable peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Y'all, y'all, y'all turn there with me. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. I want you to see it. You should already be there. Listen to the way Paul describes this thing because I think sometimes, you know, um, I want to say it was, ah, help me, Lord. One of the presenters at the Brotherhood of Men conference, he told us, the problem with the church is that we read the Bible too fast. Dr. Richard Barclay, Dr. Barclay told us, he said, Brother Cook, he said, the problem with the church is that we read the Bible too fast. You got to slow down a little bit. You're going to miss something. Kind of like driving through a country town. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, some country towns are so small, if you blink, you'll miss it. Anybody looking like that? You ain't never been in the country, though. I'm saying. Yeah, you got to slow down. Listen to this. Listen to this, church. Listen. Paul says, and the peace of who? God. Listen. Which 
surpasses all understanding. That is, this piece, y'all, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Y'all stay with me. Uh, I'm going to say it the best way I can. Even the not-so-smart people, that's the best I can do. That's the best I can do. Not-so-smart people, and let's say the spectrum is down here where the geniuses, those people who do uh, uh, mathematical equations in their head and in their sleep. You put that whole spectrum of these geniuses and, 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 and those individuals who are not as smart as them and all of us in the middle, God says, Paul says, near one of us, the slowest to the brightest, fully understands the peace of God. This peace doesn't even make sense. This piece, try to figure it out. You just can't do it. But it is the fact that it is so beyond our comprehension that makes it so good. For you see, I don't have to know what it is. I just have to understand what it does. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Everybody in here right now has a microwave and a stove. Yeah, and if you want, and if you want your, if you want your coffee, uh, not not your coffee, uh, but if you want your, your water boiled fast, if you want it boiled fast, you will stick it in that microwave and you put it on a minute. If you got time, you'll put it on the stove and let it take its time. And the reason why is that you understand. I understand what they do, but if I were to ask you, excluding anybody who builds microwaves in here, <laughs> but if I were to ask you, break down to me how the microwave works, you'll say I don't really know how it works. But you would say, listen, I don't have to know how it works. I just have to understand what it does. And I need to know how to gain the benefits of what it does. And if I can gain the benefits of what it does, even though I cannot scientifically explain how it does what it does, that's all right. I want to tell you that none of us understand it. Paul says, all understanding, line us all up and tell us to make sense of it. Tell me, make sense of the fact that a woman who is a widow, plagued with stage four cancer, house is in foreclosure, but still has a smile on her face, praise on her lips. Don't act like you understand that. That is the peace of God. And that blew your mind. That is literally surpassing every measure of natural comprehension that you have. So I'm not worried about how it works. I just want to know what it does. And what it does is the Bible says it will guard your heart and your mind. That is, it'll keep your attitude right. And it'll keep your mind right. Everybody, they say, listen, we're laying off this whole company. 
and everybody's in a panic. And some people are going crazy. And some people are thinking about getting a firearm and coming into work and, and hurting somebody. But then you find the one brother or the one sister in that place who's just packing their box up, putting their stuff away, saying, oh, how I love Jesus. And somebody's looking like something about everything that's going on over there don't make no sense to me at all. I just don't quite understand what's happening. I'll tell you, it's not about understanding it. It is above your mind, but don't feel bad. It's above all of our minds, but I'm not worried about how it works. I'm just worried about what it does, and I can see what it does because everything about this situation should disturb her heart, should disturb her mind, but her heart is guarded. Her mind is guarded because God's peace is effective. That's what he said. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. That's what he said. But here's what I'm learning. Here's what I'm learning, Brother Pew. I'm learning. It's one thing to know what a person says. It's another thing to consider their experiences in light of what they said. You see, a statement could be powerful, but the power of that statement is multiplied when I consider your circumstances in light of your statement. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Several years ago, we had a chance to see something very horrific on television. Uh, Children in Children's Church, they don't know anything about this. Uh, But it was when we laid eyes on the visual of the abuse of Rodney King. It was when we saw that video and we watched this horrific, monstrous event. Some of us were burned so deep with anger. We just didn't understand. Four individuals, all police officers, were uh, uh, arrested and they were put on trial. And not only were they arrested and put on trial, but they beat the trial. We were told as a society we could watch on video. How many of y'all know ain't too much changed? We could watch on video the brutalized behavior, and it still isn't enough. That anger stirred a city to such great vengeance that they wanted to burn the thing down. They didn't want any peace. They were so angry. They were so frustrated. They were so tired. They were so sick. They just wanted to burn the thing down. And then all of a sudden, at a press conference, the very man who was the root of their frustration stood behind a podium and said, can't we all just get along? Oh, don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. I know the statement is powerful. But you got to consider who's saying it and what he's been through. And when I look at what he's saying in light of the statement, I'm telling you, it just takes it to a higher height. Y'all, Paul said, this piece will blow your mind and it'll guard your mind all at the same time. I want to appreciate that. If y'all get that, say amen. Yeah, I believe that same could be said for Paul. Philippians chapter 3, you got to remember where he's come from. Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, you got to understand where he's come from. 
Paul's got a history. Paul's been through some things. Look to your left. Look to your right. You want me to tell you what you saw? You saw an imperfect person. You saw two of them. Unless you looked in the mirror, then you saw three of them. Say, <laughs> yeah, but you saw, you saw an imperfect individual. You saw a person that not only has a God-ordained present, but they also have a problematic past. And they can't overcome the problematic past. If y'all get that, say amen. Bible says, Paul talking now, Paul says, though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else, listen, if anyone else thinks, man, if you think you've got it, listen carefully. If anyone thinks he has, the Bible says, he, he may have confidence in the flesh, I'm more so. Circumcised the eighth day. What do you mean, Paul? Paul is talking to you about the order of, of, of this mosaic recognition of the people of God. He says, on the eighth day, according to strict custom, I was circumcised. Of the stock of Israel, I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. Concerning the law, Paul says, listen, if you want to talk to me about Bible, you need to know who I am. Concerning the law, I'm a Pharisee. That is, I am sharp with the word. If we get down in that book, I promise you, I can take you there. If y'all get that, say amen. He says, concerning zeal, if you want to know who was motivated, if you want to know who was pumped up, if you want to know who was on fire, he says, concerning zeal, I was persecuting the church. That is, Paul says, I believe that this thing called the church of Christ was so bad at one time that I would come in that place I didn't care if I was outnumbered I'd come in there and I would shut that whole thing down and I don't care how loud that little pink tie wearing preacher think he is he'd sit down if I walked in there is what he would do he says concerning zeal persecuting the church concerning the righteousness which is in the law I was blameless what does that mean not that he was perfect but that he made up his mind every day he put his body in strict circumspect he said I'm going to do what the law says and I'm going to strive to adhere to the law and I'm going to strive to live in agreement with the law if y'all get that say amen but he he says, but that stuff that was about something back in the day, I threw it all away. What'd you throw it away for? Threw it away for Christ. Paul says, Paul was a man who factually accredited many secular successes to his name. If we were talking just from the eyes of the Israelite, Paul is the man. But Paul says all this trying to walk in the law and all this adherence strictly to the old covenant, Paul says, I literally tossed all that away. Because now I understand that it's really not all about Christ. He was willing to change. If y'all get that, say amen. Not only that, my brothers and my sisters, but, but he remembers when he was changed. Because Paul will tell you that when he was changed, he felt grace. Acts chapter 9. Y'all turn there with me if you will. Acts chapter 9. Time ain't my friend. Acts chapter 9. Uh, Paul had a chance. Paul had a chance to do something that should have killed him. Paul had a chance to do something that should have killed him. Acts chapter 9. The Bible says Paul fell to the ground. What am I talking about? For those who may not know, Acts chapter 9 details the conversion of the apostle Paul. You should know that the mass majority of the books in the New Testament were written by a terrorist and a murderer. I don't tell you that to shock you. I just tell you that to know if God could use him, he can show enough use you. Yeah, but the, but the Bible says that this terrorist and this murderer was going down the road and he fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, 
Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I had to blow his mind because, number one, I don't even know who you are. And number two, I have enough sense to know that you are bigger than me. And there's no way I can persecute you. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This is free. This ain't even a lesson. This is free. This is free. This is free. I'm going to tell you what's good. The good news is, is that he says that. And what he tells me is that the Lord is telling me, Kevin, listen, don't you worry about your enemies. I'm going to go to the party side. Y'all playing over here. Party side, party side, party side. Listen, party side, party side. uh, Brother Davis, he says, don't you worry about your enemies. Why? Because when you persecute and you are persecuted by anyone as a child of God, they're not just bothering you. They're bothering your father, too. Y'all know, y'all know when you were little, when you were little, if you were blessed, if you were blessed to have an older sibling or if you were blessed to have a, a large number of siblings, you know, somebody could try you on the playground and you're like, oh, you think you got me, brother? Oh, you think you got me, brother? Yeah, that's all right. All right, I got you, brother. And then you go tell your big brother or you tell that cadre of brothers and sisters that you got and that person that thought they clowned you, you start walking up on them with this, this entourage of people around you now. Yeah, talk that junk now. Talk that junk now. Yeah, you got something to say? Talk that junk now. Yeah, because that person now realizes that they ain't just fighting you. They're fighting everybody with you. I want my enemies to know you're not just fighting me. You're fighting the God I serve, and you're fighting the Christ that died on the cross. You're fighting that Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. You're you're fighting the purpose that he's got in my life, the destiny that's got in my life. You're fighting the righteousness that he's placed on my life. And I'll tell you, you don't have boxing gloves well equipped to box with God. He said, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you? I know enough to call you Lord. Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goals. What does that mean? I want you all to envision a board with nails all in it. And I want you to envision holding that nail board up. And I want you to envision kicking that thing as hard as you can. And you know what that means? You know what? You think you're hurting me, but you're just hurting yourself. Y'all know what? This ain't just Paul's picture. Y'all know what this picture is? Uh, this picture is the picture of unforgiveness, too. Oh, y'all don't like that kind of preaching. Let me go over here. Listen, listen, this is the picture. This is the picture of unforgiveness. You think you're think you kicking somebody. Mm-hmm, I'm, I teach you, I teach you, I teach you. And you realize, you realize that you think you're hurting them, but really, you're just hurting yourself. Y'all get that? Say amen. Yeah, he says it's hard for us to kick against the goals. Tell you something I know about Paul. Paul knows full well what should have happened in that moment. Make no mistake about it. Paul should have been dead on the spot. I, I, believe, I believe that Ananias and Sapphira would testify, no, you don't, want to pass, you don't want to mess with him. Nadab and Abihu would tell him, no, no, you don't want to mess with him. Now, you don't want to mess with him. God rolled up on, rolled up on this man, Saul, and tells him, Saul, I know that you hurting my people. Can y'all imagine that? A mama run up on you and tell you, I know that you bothering my kids. And that mama run up on you and she knows that you bothering her kids. And, and you, can you imagine the terror that's in your heart? But then could you imagine how awesome you must feel if that mama knowing you're hurting her kids was to give you grace and mercy? Lord says, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm going to convict you. I'm not going to crush you. I'm going to change you. I'm not going to eliminate you. I'm going to use you. And how many of y'all know he didn't just do that with Paul? If you're a child of God, say amen. I want you to know he did it with me and you. 
How many of y'all know every time we sin, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is? Well, if I'm honest, I just celebrated 38. I don't think I should have made it to 30, 30, 30 nothing. <laughs> I was trying to find the number. Y'all, I wish y'all could see it in my brain. In my head, I was like, what was my holy year? I said, boy, you ain't never had no holy year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but, but, but nonetheless, nonetheless, he realizes, he fully understands, he fully understands that in that moment, he knows the law. He's impeccable in the law. He knows the story. He knows what Moses said. Moses said, you can't look on God and live. Here I am. I'm having a literal conversation with God in the flesh. And as I'm talking with him, he's telling me that I hurt him. He should kill me right now. But I'm going to bless you. I'm going to spare you. I'm going to use you. If y'all get that, say amen. Make no mistake about it. When you're used by God, It's not an easy road. This right here highlights why he says, I counted all loss. I throw it all away because I know what should have happened here. He should have killed me here, but he gave me a chance and he gave me a life. If God gave you a chance, say amen. Amen. And you know full well, if God, if you would just extend justice, ain't that what we want? Justice. You took my dollar. You better pay me back my dollar. I want justice. He didn't give him justice. He gave him grace. He gave him mercy. And he let him go on his way. But y'all already know that when God starts to use you, the devil starts to get busy. Oh, make no mistake about it. When God starts to use you, the devil starts to get busy. Busy. I tell you, meet me in 2 Corinthians. Meet me in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul's still the author. Once again, Paul's still the author. And Paul's talking to that church at Corinth. And Paul says in the 11th chapter, Paul talks about prior to, verse, to, prior to the verse I'm going to share with you. Paul says that he was working for the Lord. But while he was working for the Lord, he was beaten for the Lord. Incarcerated for the Lord. Near death for the Lord, whipped for the Lord, stoned for the Lord, shipwrecked for the Lord, journeys at long times on land and sea for the Lord. Verse number 26, he concludes it by saying, I was in journeys often, in perils of the water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils in among false brethren. And somebody's asking, what in the world are perils? <laughs> well, perils are trouble. And if you pay close attention, he's in trouble everywhere he goes. I mean, I'm, I'm in trouble when I'm on the water. I'm in trouble when I'm in wrong thieves. Well, that's obvious. I'm in trouble when I'm around my own people. I'm in trouble when I'm around people that ain't my people. I'm in trouble when I'm in the city. I'm in trouble when I'm in the country. I'm in trouble when I'm in the water. I'm in trouble amongst those brothers who claim they with God and they ain't really with God. Lord, Paul, where, brother, where you got some peace at, brother? Because if I'm paying close attention, it looks like If anybody was dealing with depression and anxiety, if it was him, I'd understand. Can I I get real with y'all? 
I hope I don't trigger. But if ever there was a man who was thinking about killing himself, if that was that man, I don't think anybody could argue with him. No, hear me. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. But his circumstances, man, they're tough. I mean, listen, I gave you all of that, but if you look in, in the prior verses, I ain't got time, it'll tell you that he went through way more than that. Some days he didn't have a meal to eat. And sometimes he was whipped, and sometimes he was beaten, and sometimes he was locked up, and sometimes he was stoned. And y'all know when he left Lystra, Iconium, and Derby, it's in the book. Take a look. It's in the book. Take a look. The Bible says after his first missionary journey, they beat him so bad, drug him outside. They said, I don't even need to check his pulse. I'm, I, I'm gone. There ain't no way in the world nobody survived the beating we just gave this brother. But God, say amen if you can. <laughs> Yeah, the Bible says he got right back up, went right back in that town, Brother Cook, started talking about Jesus. Come on now, come on now. Can I, I just want to take mine off. I want to be human. I want to ask, how do you do that? How do you do that? Because see, if I can figure out how to do that, I might can do me a little bit better. I mean, when I look at that, and I think about that girl in that cubicle next to me that keeps getting on my nerves. That's always drinking up all the coffee and won't make another pot. I think about, I think about all, the, all the tension that's going on in my home. I think about the fact that, 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 that my husband, uh, we're not on good terms. And me and my wife, we're not on good terms. I, I think about my children and my children, they are, they're just running with the wrong crowd and I don't know how to get them back together. I think, about, I think about my grandchildren. I want my grandchildren to come to the house of God, but I see they're just making wrong decisions and they won't listen to grandma and they won't listen to grandpa. They say, grandma and grandpa, you know, y'all, y'all old and y'all don't know nothing. And I, 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 think about, I think about the fact that I only got this much money and I got this much bills and how am I going to turn this much money into this much bills and then I got this much food that need to go in the refrigerator and I got this much that needs to go into the rent and this much needs to go in the mortgage and I only got this much money and when I think about all of that I just say you know what if I can just figure out how he did that if he teach me how he did that I could probably do this just a little bit better if y'all get that say amen well church what I love about him is he didn't leave us without it Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse number 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The whole, hold up, Paul. Hold, Paul, Paul, Paul. Hold, 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 brother. Hold, brother. Hold, hold, Because, Paul, we just got finished listening to a few men in your life. Paul says, let your gentleness be known to all men. Oh, Paul, but... I don't know, Paul, because you're surrounded by some shady men, brother. Paul says you can let them see your gentleness if you understand it ain't your job to fight your battle. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Why? Because the Lord right here, and he's got my back. That is, you can act like you don't have it because you're with the one that has it. Y'all look at me funny. You know, one time, a very, I, 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 I had to tell y'all so far. A couple that love us real lot took us out to this restaurant, me and my wife, and, and, and uh, 
restaurant was, was serious, y'all. I'm telling you, we went in there, I could tell. You know, you can tell by the way the place is set up, like, oh, man, this is a three-figure dinner right here. I can feel that. I can feel every bit of it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. And, 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 and we sat down, and uh, 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 me and my wife, we already knew. All right, hey, man, let's, let's just focus real smooth on these appetizers is what we need to do. And let's just, uh, let's say we're going to have that as an entree, and we're going to be all right. And, 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 and the couple that, that, that brought us, they told us, they said, hey, get what you want. Meals on us. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. Even then, I was still like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. So I, they said, well, we're going to get something for the table. I said, good. Y'all get for the table, and we'll just eat what y'all eat already. <laughs> but then that check came. And I wasn't supposed to see it, Brother Cook, but it was right there in front of me. I can't, I, I mean, I can't go blind. You know, it's right there in front of me. And I saw that check, and I said, yep, that check was a three-figure meal. But I stood up, and, my, and, I, and I had eaten good, and I walked to the door. And the reason why was because I didn't have it but I was with the one who did. Man, listen. Brother Pew, I didn't have it, but I was with the one who did. And if you understand what that means, you can act like you have it and literally move like you have it, even though you know good and well you ain't got it. <laughs> Not you, Brother Pew. I'm talking about me, baby, right? <laughs> You might got it. I didn't have it. I, I, I didn't have it, brother. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. <laughs> but you can act like you have it, even if you don't have it, if you understand the power of being with the one that has it. Paul says, listen, let your gentleness be known to everybody. Why? Because the Lord is here. And we got to get to where we just ain't saying it. All oh, church folk. We got to get to where we just ain't saying it. We got to start talking like we believe it. And that is, the Lord is my life and my salvation. Who? Who in the world am I afraid of? Be anxious for nothing. Hold up, Paul. <laughs> Listen. Every time you walk past the border of Iconium, it should make your nerves bad. I'll never forget when I was deployed my second time and I was in the truck and I'm riding towards the Iraqi border. The second time was worse than the first. I'm talking about my hands were sweating more my second deployment than they were the first. Because my nerves were bad. Because this time, unlike the first time, I know what's in here. I know the first time I came in here and when I walked out, four guys I came here with didn't walk out with me. I know that. This time I'm going back in. This time I'm going for twice as long. First time was six months. This time is a whole year. You all, my nerves were bad. I'm talking about my hands were sweaty. I kept rubbing them on my pants. They kept sweating. I just kept rubbing them on my pants. They kept sweating. After a while, I literally had just wet prints on my pants while I was just rubbing them on my pants. And I realized I had to start doing some breathing exercises because my anxiety was starting to get the best of me. Paul says, Kevin, Kevin. Yes, Paul, talk to me. Paul says, Kevin, Kevin. Yeah, Paul, talk 
talk to me. He said, listen, Kevin, be anxious. Nothing. Paul, you better explain yourself, brother. You better explain yourself. I'll do it, Kevin. But in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Hold up, Paul. Help me. Paul says, listen carefully. I want you in that season when it feels like stuff is going bad, I want you to stop right where you are and understand two things. Number one, we all worry. If y'all get that, say amen. amen. No, say amen. amen. We all know we do it, but the Lord wants us to understand, as he told us before, a now person, oh, that ain't no good English, a now person ever added an inch to their height worrying. Worrying ain't putting more money in your bills. Worrying hadn't brought more peace in your home. Worrying hadn't secured you a job. As a matter of fact, it makes you more erratic and people want to deal with you less. Paul says, don't worry. Well, then what are you doing? Paul says, what are you worrying about? I'm worried about X, Y, Z. Good, good. I want you to take X, Y, Z and pray about it. But when you pray... I want you to season it with some thanksgiving. It should have looked something like this. Y'all got time? Y'all got time? It should have looked something like this. Lord, I'm getting ready to ride into a war zone. And I am afraid. Guys that I knew and loved died the last time I was in here. I thought I was going to die the last time I was in here. I'm asking you, Lord... Help us to make it in here safe. Help us to achieve our objective. and Help us to make it out. But while I'm telling you that, Lord, I do want to thank you. I want to thank you for waking me up this morning. I want to thank you for keeping me the first time. I want to thank you for the knowledge of knowing that if you kept me the first time, you can keep me this time. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the fact that I'm not in this truck by myself. I want to thank you that I'm in this truck with someone that I trust, Lord. I want to, I want to thank you, Lord, that, 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 that I can legitimately tell my wife that I'm alive over here and all is well to this point. Keep praying for me, and I know we're going to get through. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, because you blessed us to get it on this other side, Lord. I, I want to thank you, Lord, because I realize that trouble don't last always, Lord. I want to thank you for your word, and I want y'all to know if I would have been doing that, while I was driving, I just believe I'd have been a little bit better. If y'all get that, say amen. Paul says, quit that anxious stuff. Quit worrying about it. Start praying about it. And what's going to happen then, Paul? Kevin, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. He had to put that in there for us. I said us. That means I'm in it with you. I'm in it with you. He had to put it in there for us. Because we are the folk that say things like, listen to this, boy, the devil is busy. We'll say things like, prayer don't change nothing. And at some point, you know what, all this praying, but you know, we need to do something. But what have you done all you can do? 
and you can't do nothing else. All you got left is prayer. Paul says you pray and praise at the same time. That is, when you talk to God, you should tell God what you need, but you thank him for what you have. So he says, he says, I want you to talk to God, and I want you to pray to God. Paul, 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 Paul said, no, Kevin, listen to me, listen to me. All them perils, you think I would have made it through all that stuff, brother? The only reason why I made it through all those perils, because I understood that I could hold my peace. My God would fight my battles. I also had enough faith in my God, 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 faith in my God to know that if I can't fight this battle and if I can't win this battle, I know that he can. So I'm going to tell God, God, this is what's making my palms sweaty. This is what's making me breathe funny. This is what's keeping me up at night. I'm going to take that off my chest, off my mind, off my heart, and I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to give it to you because I know who you are. You are the God that keeps the sun in orbit. You are the God that causes the rain to fall down on the planet. You are the God that causes the stars to shine at night. You are the God that woke me up every day. You keep me asleep while I'm sleeping. Lord, you are the God that then they said I shouldn't have that job, but I got that job. Shouldn't have got that medicine, but I got that medicine. Shouldn't have had my change, but I got my change. Shouldn't have been delivered, but I've been delivered. We shouldn't have made it on the other side, but we made it on the other side. So I'm going to take all that I have and I'm going to give it to you. And I ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to let this thing in my mind called the peace of God. I don't even understand how it works. I just know it works. I'm going to let that thing keep me. And what God says is that thing will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. If you know that's right, you ought to say amen. I hear your silence. I hear your silence. Has to be a critic. I totally understand the critic. Because when you really think about this thing called peace, this state of tranquility and serenity, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, if you love the word of God, say amen. amen. Matthew chapter 10. Time me, my friend. I want y'all to look with me at verse 34 to 35. Listen to Jesus. Because when you define that term peace, the Greek word peace means literal or figurative peace. And I think that when we pray to God, we're asking God for literal peace. And God said, I didn't promise you that. How do I know that, Lord? Christ says, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. He has to tell him that because he knows the mind of man and he knows how we operate. And we want that. That is, you should expect difficulty in your life. No, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I said you should expect. Someone say expect. expect. You should expect difficulty in your life. 
Like I expect, like I expect, if the Lord blesses us to see it, I expect that we'll do a closing song and a closing prayer and you all are going to go eat somewhere and go have a good time. I expect that. I want you as you expect. That is the natural routine of what happens on Sunday. I want you to expect in life. I want you to expect that I'm supposed to have some troubles. Then we'll quit saying things like, why me? Because y'all know we know how to say, why me, don't we? Yeah, we'll stop saying things like, why me? And we'll start saying wiser things like, why not me? Of course, it should be me. It was probably do me. Then you'll get to a pure understanding of Romans 8.28. Boy, I wish I had time. Boy, I wish I had time. I wish I had time. You'll get a better understanding of Romans 8.28. And then you'll really get happy because you'll realize that all of my problems have a purpose. They're making me better. They're making me stronger. They're making me wiser. They're teaching me how to lean on God. They're teaching me how to have faith. They're teaching me how to love. They're teaching me how to be honest. They're teaching me how to be good. They're teaching me how to be pure. They're teaching me how to try. They're teaching me not to quit. They're teaching me that I can say no. They're teaching me that I can stand up for myself. They're teaching me that I don't have to go along with that crowd if that's what they want to do. I can stand on my own and I'm going to be all right. There's some stuff that you need trouble to teach you because peace wasn't going to teach you that. God said, I didn't come in to bring no peace on earth. I did not come in to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. Lord, that don't make sense because you're the prince of peace. He says, it's not my fault. It's just a reaction. You start standing for something that's right, people start treating you like something wrong. Everybody in here right now got some family, some friends that don't fool with you no more because you decided to stand for what's right. And once you started standing for what's right, they ain't got no more time, no more breath, no more air for you. But you got to understand, that's expected. That's expected because God says, I didn't come in to bring that on earth. I came here to bring not peace but a sword. When you start standing for what I'm talking about, a man's going to be against his own daddy. Well, you keep all that church stuff out my house, boy. Daughter against, daughter against her own mother. Oh, I didn't raise you. Now you think you're about to tell me what to do. Oh, you think you're so holy, then you go eat your own Christmas dinner then. <laughs> Daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Yeah, you're going to see some hostilities. Because God says, I didn't promise what y'all keep praying for. I didn't promise what you keep throwing me away for. Oh, you know, if God was real, you know... All this trouble wouldn't be happening in the world. I ain't mad at you because I'll tell you right now, I struggle with it myself. But then I understand peace. You see, peace demands problems. Like sunshine demands rain. And hot demands cold. And rich demands poor. Because you won't appreciate one without the other. You know, if everybody was rich, we wouldn't think nothing about rich. Here's the reason why I didn't nail a person in here thank God this morning on your praying knees for oxygen. Yeah, ain't nobody. I, I was waiting for somebody to say, you know, I did, I say, and you need to say with me, I've sinned, I repent of my sin. <laughs> we didn't. And the reason why we didn't is because we, we've gotten to where we just take it such for granted. It's here. Everybody's got it. We don't even think twice about it. But to be in a place where you don't have it, you'll thank God for it. God says, I didn't come to bring peace. 
Yeah, but that blows my mind. Tommy, my friend, y'all run with me over to the book of John chapter 14. I got to sprint now. I got to sprint now. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. He says, I didn't come to bring peace. But then he turns right around and says this. He says, I didn't come to bring peace. But then he says in John 14, he says, peace I leave with you. Wait a minute, Lord. Hold up, 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 hold up. Because you just got finished telling me that there is going to be literal confusion in my life. Literal confusion. Like there are people, when I start standing for righteous, they got a problem. The Bible says, yea, and all that live godly shall suffer. Yeah, we all know it's going to come. But then the Bible turns around and says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. But I like what he says next. Not as the world gives. See, the world gives it in the form of peace treaties. And peace for us is when the literal fighting stops. If, 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 if but for just a day, even when we were in theater, when they came upon the Islamic holidays, we had enough decency to say we would extend a peace treaty conditional that you all don't bother us for this season, we won't bother you. That's literal peace. God says, I didn't promise you that. But then he turns around and says, but I'll give it to you. But not the way the world gives it. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So then this peace is not necessarily about what's going on on the outside. Oh, this piece, it's about what's going on on the inside. This piece, my brothers and my sisters, is powerful. When I carefully consider this thing as I get ready to close, I find that the special thing about this piece, God's peace, is that God's peace can be my peace, even when there's no peace. Everything could be upside down. It could be flipped over. It could be 100% bona fide, absolute, guaranteed confusion. And somehow, I still have peace. You've seen it. You just don't understand it. It's the reason why the sick man still smiles. Don't have the world's peace. He's got God's peace. It's the reason why the sorrowful still sing. They don't have the world's peace. They've got God's peace. It's the reason why the bereaved are still blessed to be a blessing. They ain't got the world's peace. God's peace. It's the reason why the widow still worships. She ain't got it. World's peace. God's peace. It's the reason why the divorcee is in devotion. Not that peace. God's peace. It's the reason why the slaves of old would sing Negro spirituals. They did not have the world's peace. They had God's peace. It's the reason why the oppressed can still uplift others. It's the reason why those in poor poverty still praise. It's the reason why the cancer patient still has joy. The reason why the victim of domestic violence can still forgive. 
It's the reason why those who are dying can keep on living. It's the reason why those who are victimized still live in victory. They understand, they know full well that even when I don't have the world's peace, even when everything is turned upside down and broken apart and tears are flowing and problems are real and the house is in foreclosure and my health is failing and troubles all around and peace is out the door, I still know full well that if that stuff is not working, God always is. I have the peace of God. Because God gives me peace. Church, I tell you this morning, you'd mess around and look at me and you'd think I'd have it all together. I tell you, you've been fooled. (laughs) You'd think that these 38 years have been excellent. They have not. Grew up super poor in Blaine County, North Carolina. One bathroom, the shower broke when I was 13 years old. We never fixed it for the rest of my time. My brother died and my mama died within three years apart from each other before I turned 12 years old. You'd think, oh, he celebrates 16 years of marriage. Boy, must have had a perfect marriage. Absolutely not. Sister Jones almost stood up and said, testify, testify. (laughs) She gone. Oh, good. Let me tell you. Uh, She'd tell you. She would tell you. She'd tell you that in 16 years we had ups, we had downs. Not just one miscarriage, had two miscarriages. Had times when we didn't know how we was going to pay the rent. Times when I didn't even know how I was going to put anything under the tree, put some gifts in the kids' hands. But God always made a way. You'd think ministering here for five years has been wonderful. It's had its ups and downs. Funerals were in the way. Conflicts needed resolved. You were getting to know me, I was getting to know you. But here we are today. Still together. Loving each other. Feeling Campbell's suit, mm-mm, good. Amen. <laughs> now, you got to ask yourself, how does all that nonsense make sense? I'll tell you, I don't know. <laughs> but I find comfort in knowing I was never supposed to understand. All I know is Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, and verse number 7, he says, Kevin and the peace of God. That peace that surpasses all understanding. You won't even be able to figure it out. You won't even know how it works. You won't even know how to comprehend it. He says, Kevin, that peace of God that surpasses all understanding, it'll guard your heart. It'll keep you. It'll keep panic at bay and fear at bay and doubt at bay and worry at bay. You'll start to want to run down a rabbit hole. You'll start thinking, oh, my goodness, if this happened, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. And then you just need to stop yourself. And say, Lord, I'm praying that this don't happen, that this don't happen, that this don't happen, that this don't happen. Who watch it. And even if this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and this happens, I pray that you'll keep me well, even if this happens, and this happens, and this happens. And let this happen, and this happen, and this happen. And if this happens, and this happens, and this happens, help me to know that I'm going to be stronger and better because this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And when you start to understand 
who is who this God is and what our God does, we'll get to where we can say the Lord is my life. You'll get to where you understand why the song says, whom shall I fear? Stand on your feet with me, if you will. If you love the word of God, say amen. amen. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't, want, I don't know what 2019 holds. What I do know is you're going to have good days and bad days. What I'm going to tell you is that you're going to cry in this upcoming year. You're going to attend some funerals in this upcoming year. You're going to lose some folks in this upcoming year. You're going to gain some folks in this upcoming year. But what I do know full well is that you can still walk around with your head held high. If you understand that the Lord is at hand. And let the peace of God, that thing that you don't understand, let it keep this mind that's trying to understand. And it'll guard your heart and your mind. If y'all get that, say amen. amen. I don't know how in the world, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I don't know how you'll leave here today without it. I have no idea. I'm telling you right now, you cannot make it on your own. And you know full well that when I was talking, you know in your heart of hearts, you know I need to come to Jesus today. Won't you come? Y'all, if y'all with me on that, say Amen. amen. You come by hearing the word of God. You need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Hear that his son died on the cross. He died that death literally. That cross was for me. That cross was for me. I'm talking about I'm walking to that cross because I deserve that cross. And Jesus said, no, Kevin, don't worry about it. I'm going to die for you. But I have such a powerful level of purity and power. I'm not even going to die for you. I'm going to die for everybody in here. That is, they'll never have to taste death if they'll believe on me. If y'all get that, say amen. Won't you believe it? Hebrews 11 and 6, the Bible says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that God is God and that God will reward those that diligently seek him. If you hear the word of God, there's no way in the world you can look at yourself and be satisfied with what you see. No, you got to tell the Lord, I'm sorry. Luke 13, 3 and 5, the Bible says, I tell you nay, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Romans 10, 10. Be buried in the watery grave of baptism for the remission of your sins. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Boy, I wish I had time. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be added to the body of Christ. Live your life as a new creature. Old things passed away. All things become new. If y'all know that God is good, say amen. amen. Live faithful unto death. God promised to give you the crown of life. If y'all get that, say amen. Maybe you're here today, you're already a child of God, but you know full well that at this time, all your family's around, you got all these loved ones around, but you don't have no peace because you're worried about something. Give it to the Lord. Let's pray about it today. Don't let pride keep you there. Don't let fear keep you there because God is not the author of fear. He's not the author of confusion. Let's pray about that thing. Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Let's pray about that thing. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1 and 9, the Bible says if we simply confess our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If y'all get that, say amen. Won't you come? Do not allow, do not allow panic, worry, and anxiety to continue to exist in your life. Too many of us believe, well, that's just how we are and that's just what we're going through and I'm telling you yes we're going to fight it but you don't have to live in it won't you come won't you come right now maybe just maybe you're here today you know you need to do something you just don't know what to do our seed sowers are in the back I'm so appreciative for them here's what they want to do they just urge you maybe you got some questions you want to move to Christ you just don't know what to do won't you make your way quietly down the aisle to them they'll take you somewhere privately intimately and they'll share with you today how you can begin your relationship with Jesus Christ whatever you need to do don't leave here with the problems you came here with. Let's give it to God right now as we together stand and sing. I know the Lord will find a way. He always does. For me. He always 